and welcome back to the First Issue Club, Big Boy Beefy Extravaganza Part 2. Dose. I am Greg Licktime with me. Budget King. And who are we for new listeners? Well, we're the First Issue Club. Every week we get together and we help uh, guide you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape, covering exclusively First Issues uh, of the Week. Yes, and last week we had so many number ones, we had to put them into two episodes, so you're getting a part two. Can I practice my Jeff Goldblum impression real quick? I'd love it. I've I've been watching a lot of videos of him, and I notice he does this thing like where he's trying to talk like this, like he's trying to hold back a, like a burp like that, so uh, <laughs> just... Uh, so I'm Jeff Goldblum, and uh, you are listening to excuse me, uh, First Issue Club. I, I love this podcast because... Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they talk about first issues, which I love. Uh, I didn't realize and, that uh, every word and, he uh, says sounds like he just took a bong hit. And uh, uh, he, he does breathe in a lot. Yeah. And uh, 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 today's episode is uh, is going to be no, diff- no different. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful, and it's going to be great. So uh, please enjoy uh, First Issue Club. Thank you so much. What do you think? That's it's great. I thought you were going to do a Gilbert Godfrey uh, impression. Oh, rest in peace. R.I.P. My, my my good friend. Um, but instead you did Jeff Goldblum, and it was wonderful. It was amazing. I can't do Gilbert Godfrey impression. Not because it makes me sad. It's because he has maybe a too iconic voice, like kind of like Bobcat Goldfloyd. Problem child? Yes. It's like, it's so... Uh, grading, mm-hmm. and like in a in a certain octave and pitch, and like you have to. Can I just hear your best Iago? Uh, I'm a bird. <laughs> okay, we're getting there. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> the famous "I'm a bird" line. Yeah, the, the Aladdin goes, "Who are you?" And he goes, "I'm a bird." <laughs> yeah. Here's a funny tip, or not tip, but a funny anecdote. Okay, Gilbert Godfrey is the only comedian to voice two different birds. <laughs> Ever? Mm-hmm. That can't be true. He is the voice of Iago okay. from Aladdin. He's mm-hmm. also the voice of the Aflac duck. Wow. Only comedian. Only comedian in history. Ever did two to birds. Voice two, two birds. Two birds. Count them. Two <laughs> birds. <laughs> so rest in peace, Gilbert. Yes. You served us well. Rest in piss. <laughs> My dear, dear friend. And speaking of delicious liquid... I want to thank Boulevard Brewing Company for sponsoring the show. Space Camper IPA, yum yum, give me some down in my tum tum. They are a proud sponsor of the First Issue Club. Maybe not after that comparison right there. But we uh, love having them as a sponsor. Uh, Space Camper is a tasty treat that we get to enjoy for each episode. And um, coming up soon for Boulevardia. Mm-hmm. which is a musical festival that happens here in Kansas City. We will be appearing in the podcasting tent, uh, interviewing some random musicians. Uh, yeah, it's guaranteed that we will be interviewing Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional. you got to stop saying that because we don't know Well, if, if I, Chris Caraba is going to stop by or Jenny Lewis. I read The Secret. I'm willing it. Okay. So I'm going to ask him about his further Seems Forever days. Which he does not like to talk about We it, have Eric. to agree now. Mm-hmm. Are we going to ask them any comic book questions, or are we just going to be absurdists and talk about whatever comes to our minds? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get them to roll with us. Mm-hmm. So, Like on drugs? 
Yeah, well, if they're into that, which I imagine they are because they're rich. Because they're famous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to be like, go on a little journey. We're going <laughs> to clown a little bit. We're going to, you know, take a trip uh-huh. together. Yep. Um, and we will eventually end up at some comic book adjacent thing. I'm sure they've seen the Avengers. I'm sh- <laughs> you know, so. Have you guys seen movies? <laughs> yeah. You ever seen a movie before? You know, a motion picture? Mm-hmm. I know you don't have time, quote unquote. Because you're so famous. Yeah. But if you have, okay, or this other thing that we could do, we could say, do you appreciate art knowing that eventually we'll bring them to like, you know. Comic books. Yeah. Should we make up a fake name for our show? Because if we say we're First Issue Club comic book podcast, they're going to instantly be like, I want to talk about comic books. So we need to think of like a fun, different name. Well, or they might avoid us altogether. They have to talk to us. They have to. Yeah, because Boulevardia is setting up the schedule. Okay. I don't want any B-team bands, though. That's not for us to decide. Well, it it will it will decide what gets published on our airwaves. How about that? Well, we do have the power to do that, so what you just stated was a fact. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm As you are talking, still vamp for me, please. Yeah, so um, what else, what else, what else? Oh! Patreon.com. We're over there. That's where we have our special secret uh, episodes that are um, fun and wacky, and we talk about other things besides First Issue Club and First Issues. Uh, so head over there, first uh, Patreon.com backslash First Issue Club. Um, while I'm talking about the social media outlets and doing a little uh, no, Vampirooski, we're good. Oh, you got it. Never mind. Yeah, we, now we got it. Um, there's, okay, it basically goes Nathaniel... Rateliff, Jenny Lewis, Dashboard Confessionals, Dayglow, Valerie June, or No Publishing Boulevardia. So those you have you have five bands to give. So us. now you're making demands. <laughs> now you're like throwing down the gauntlet. You have five bands that we get. I would. I'm excited to see some of these other bands, but they better be good interviews. Those five are the top tier billing of Fick. We'll tell them more Fick. I think you. I would go on a podcast called Fick. I think we should uh, go full nerd and uh-huh. quiz them on comic <laughs> books. Shit, they don't even know about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it would make for great entertainment for us while we're doing it, and uh, maybe not for them. I, I've, I, being bu- I bought tickets on the day it was announced because I'm a huge Valerie June fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me and me familia. Uh, so if we got to interview Valerie June, I would love it. Be yeah. Be, then you wouldn't talk about comic books at uh, all. Uh, no, at, at all. We could do that. I, you know, I'm sure we could fit it in. That's what the show's about. And speaking of our show today, mm-hmm. the comic books that we are covering are three new independents. Mm-hmm. One on Behemoth. That's called Dark Beach. Yes. One on a Comicsology original from none other than Stephanie Phillips. Yep. That's called. We only kill each other. Righto. And then we have... Uh, Breakout. From Zach Kaplan, famous for doing the Port of Earth. Yes. Yep. So, I was going to... I held back because you were thinking. I was like, he's going to get it. I have to let him You were going to let me get it? You Your stare, let me just be honest, didn't <laughs> look like you were going to help me. It looked like you were going to blank me and also forget the name with me. <laughs> well, we'll never know because you figured it out. Well, and I can say things that were just like, I'll let you have it. Yeah, we're one hive mind. We've been hanging out with Grimes a little bit. Um, and we were able to yep. meld our minds together through so some future Elon Musk tech. We just got our alien scratch tattoos on our back. <laughs> 
it's in glow in the dark ink though so you'll never see it and we also had a secret a seri- children with elon musk did you know she surrogated that child really mm-hmm. i just read the vanity fair article so i'm up to snuff but uh yeah she had it that's fine that's though. i guess that's how she got away with it, or they got yeah, away exactly, with it. Exactly. That's that's how that would happen, right? They have mm-hmm. to surrogate it. Okay, enough of music. Back to comics. Yep. And we got three of them. But before that, we do have news, even though this is a part two. <laughs> we do have news. Sorry to report. We yeah. do have news. <laughs> Sorry. We've got some more news for you. <laughs> you thought you'd get into the episode. We talk about comic books. Nope, nope. We have news to get to. We have to uh, expand your mind. The newest news I want to talk about is Matt Kent over uh, on Dark on Dark Horse is <laughs> on Dark Horse. Get uh, Matt Kent on Dark Horse. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it! <laughs> the worst gaff to make. And it's it, good, honestly. and the worst person to make it in front of. I said, "Fucking dork horse." That's comics. what. That's what they should call it. No, I loved it. <laughs> I was running with it because it was such a good statement. Matt Kent is making a new imprint on Dark Horse called Flux Horse. And I want to read to you his explanation for what this is and where it's going because it, I, I, I want to take you on the roller coaster because at first you're going to be like, this sounds stupid. And then you're going to like, oh, I am in on in this 100%. Nothing Matt Kent does ever sounds stupid to me. I want to go on record saying I love that man and everything he does. Okay. So uh, read to me something that I'm likely going to enjoy. Okay. So. Uh, Matt Kent says Flux House is inspired by Fluxus, an avant-garde art movement from the 1950s that was an extension of surrealists and Dadaists. Okay. Said Kent in a statement, the Fluxus movement focused on the creative process and experimental art forms. Their trademarks include accessibility, absurdism, and a sense of humor. If you've ever seen me burn or cut one of my books apart at a signing, you are already have a sense of where I'm going with this. Uh, if he did that to my comics, I would be fucking irate <laughs> uh but it would be so memorable i'd love it flux house aims to embody all these elements it won't be limited by traditional forms of books and print and the story format will as the name implies always be in flux so essentially what he is saying is these books are going to come in different sizes with different materials he's alluded to that some of them are going to be covered in like fur or like faux fur or s- something so um Okay, I'm this way ca- I'm way into this. Right, this, this kind of goes back to uh, the part one of this episode where we talked about bad idea doing mm-hmm. weird, crazy shit. Well, Matt Kent says, uh, hold my beer. Have you ever printed a comic <laughs> that has fur on it? Non-human hair. Mm-hmm. So um, it's would, interesting. It's, it's in the realm of his mind management series. Would you say he's most known for mind management? Uh, yeah, peripherally outside of like real comic book heads he's right. probably most known for mind management because i'd have to say correction it's berserker <laughs> <laughs> fuck you i uh, know i think keanu reeves is known for berserker okay um which by the way this article which is from the comic beat uh irritated me because it said uh that berserker was one of the best-selling comics of 2021 Kind of a <laughs> a skewed comic line because not a lot of comics came out in 2021. Also, that is we we figured this out. That is because it's the skewed. It's the Kickstarter. Well, it's also it's also the skewed data point of Diamond 
giving yeah. you their selling points, forgetting that they don't have big publishers anymore that they distribute. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I'm excited to it. Uh, see what Matt Kent has. I've always been a big fan of his, and we always cover his books on the on the show. He's also a great person and does great things. He is a great person. He usually comes to Planet. We hang out for the moments we are in front of his booth, and then we walk away, and he doesn't call us. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> we never gave him the number, so it would have been hard. We, I give it to him telepathically. Yeah, that's his job to pick up. But on. my number's in my email signature, so if he ever wrote me an email, he'd get my number. He would and know. He probably he knows. No. Yeah. So, all right, Matt, you go get it. We will buy it. (laughs) Matt, you go and get it. (laughs) Do you hear me? Get it. Go. Yeah. Go get that. Make that bag, by the way. Like, you honestly. Snatch it. Like, I want you to make so much money on this. Matt Kent, I want you to read the filth to the comic book community right now. I want you to wipe your ass with hundos. And then use those as pages for your new uh, Flux comic. Flux comics. Oh my God. $100 bills that went up the ass of Matt Kent as the cover of a comic book. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right there with it. So, uh, okay, let's get in. We got so many comic books today. Yeah. They so, couldn't even fit into one episode. We had to do a two parter. Big two. Let's start them off with. We start off with Dark Beach from Behemoth. Let's do Dark Beach. Yeah. Okay. Behemoth publisher. I would say a runner for one of our could be sleeper favorite publishers this year. They've been doing some fun stuff. This year they're in definitely the top five of publishers that yeah. we are enjoying. They got bought by a record label that we later found out is the same record label of which Poppy uh, mm-hmm. The artist is on, and some of Smashing Pumpkins are, uh, albums are on. So, good job, Behemoth. You're doing great things. <laughs> great job. Yeah, We're you, very proud. You got sold. You made money, much like Matt Kentwell. And we're excited about that. Dark Beach came out on Behemoth. Mm-hmm. It is a noir VR murder uh, with really fun artwork. And... Um, I liked it. If you don't like noir, there is nothing about this that strays from the noir genre besides yep. it being a VR book. <laughs> so, uh, approach with care. Approach with noir. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, it has like all of the tropes in it. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that will never die in comics. Is there like, here's my noir version of this. And it's like, here's my noir version of a 2032 Earth that has VR shit. Um, Does it work? Yeah, it works. Because turns out noir stories work. Yeah. And also, we've noticed a lot of VR stories happening. I know. Like the the one in the- Slumber. And the image anthology had one. Yeah, exactly. Merca and Dolpha. So um, people are really excited for this uh, Ready Player One dystopian future that yeah. we are clearly headed for with the multiverse. Thank you, what's your butt, Facebook creator? Uh, Zuckerberg? The Zuck? The Zuck, man. He's creating meta. You ever you ever dipped your toe in some VR gaming? Never. No, that's not true. I played, uh, what's that game called? Like you move and you fire a gun and you, I don't know. Anyway, it was good. Was it on an Oculus Rift? Yes. There you go. That's the future. It is the future. It's terrifying, though. Yeah. Are we, and this may be a vibe shift we miss. VR <laughs> VR might pass us by. I don't think so, because everything's going to be VR. 
Wow, we still are playing our Game Boys. I think we're going to have to get into VR. Okay. It's where we can achieve full immortality. Right. Because when I'm 80 and I ain't doing shit, I'd love to be thrown on a VR headset. I probably will. What I don't want to get is murdered and have a photographer person in there and like take pieces of it and then have a whole crime story fall out because of that in the year 2032. The thing that confused me about this book is I didn't know that the earth could survive so far from the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that element of this. Yeah, like the the sun is like the, the sun is the real villain. And that's of this why book. it's a dark beach. <laughs> uh so that I I col- color me surprised that we you think, you think it'd be a little so colder. Far. Yeah, I would imagine more of a like nuclear wasteland and maybe a third or fourth ice age coming yeah. around. So, Dark Beach, pick up for two reasons. One, if you like Behemoth, which you do. Mm-hmm. Two, if you like different retellings of Noir, which you probably do. So, it's, an, it's, a, it's a solid pick for you, if, if those are your bags. <laughs> um, next book up, we have a comicsology original mm-hmm. by Stephanie Phillips. And this is interesting because Stephanie Phillips, mostly known for DC stuff, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. doing a very, very cool um, independent comic on Comics Original. Uh, that means if you have a Comicsology Unlimited account, you got it for free. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, you spent way too much money on it, like four bucks or something like that. Not because it's bad, just because it could have been free for you. Could have been free. Um, Greg, you enjoyed this book. Tell me about it. Yeah, so it basically followed these um, Jewish... Um, I guess they're kind of like gangsters. They are like uh, the underbelly of the crime world. And they are typically fighting one another. So they, you know, they have their turfs and their, uh, their uh, allegiances and stuff like that. And so this is set in uh, World War II. And so the, what this book focuses on is that it is the rise of... Um, Nazi sympathizers uh, living in America. They're basically like sympathizing with what Hitler is trying to achieve in World War II, which is uh, world domination and the eradication of the Jewish people. And so these clans or these gangsters, these Jewish gangsters, get together and say, okay, well, now we have a unified villain in all this, and it's these American Nazi sympathizers. And so they kind of band together to take out their common enemy. And people, I was talking to you before the show, people people kind of forget that this actually um, happened in America during World War II, is that people, you know, lived in America who were just like, you know, this Hitler guy has some pretty good ideas. And it's we can kind of see it now happening with the Russian-Ukraine situation where we have people in America who side with a certain president that... Ex-president. Ex-president who uh, are supporting Russia in their essentially genocide and eradication of the Ukrainian people and trying to overtake their country to become more of a supreme uh, world leader. Two things about this comic. One, mm-hmm. did you get Inglorious Bastard vibes from it? Um, Man, no, but I did get like... Like, like if Harrison, like if this is a movie, 
Mm-hmm. I would wouldn't be surprised if Harrison Ford was in it. Oh yeah, as the lead character, as somebody. I don't know if they would want him to play a Jewish character, but mm-hmm. like to so the Nazi. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> really stretching his acting chops. Uh, this this felt like very much like a uh, period piece, Ocean's Eleven like crime mm-hmm. beat 'em up thing. Second question. Anything more that you like in a comic book than seeing a Nazi get his comeuppance? No. We saw it in Spider-Punk a few weeks ago with uh, Spider-Punk beating up Nazi Craven. Yep. Uh, We saw it in this book. And uh, I I never get tired of seeing Nazis getting punched in the face. I love it. And in this comic book... They get shot dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they get they get handled quite swiftly. Yeah. Um. I have you read any comic comicsology originals? Um, there was that Chip Zdarsky one that we read uh, in the early ages of the pandemic that was really good. And I was reading the Scott Snyder did one recently. Yeah. Didn't he? And I was reading Glacier too. Scott Snyder did the horror like the demon one. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Jeff Lemire was doing Glacier, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It was really good. There's a lot of it's. It's weird because they make comic books, which is this odd experience, just for reading, that have no value. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they eventually get printed, and then they have value, I guess. But it's cool because it's like, damn shit's good. <laughs> it's crazy to see such a trash website make quality comics. Oh my god, I could not agree with you more. <laughs> When I I almost screenshotted this like thing to you when they were like, okay, this is a Comixology original, which means you can read it on the Comixology Kindle app, the Kindle Fire Plus app, the Comixology um like Kindle something blah 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 like reader, and I was like, what do these words mean? Yeah, like oh my god, just like send me the fucking book. <laughs> yeah, send it. It just like just keep it one thing. I don't need to see all this. I don't care if it's Comixology, if it's Kindle or whatever it is. It just is like I'm buying comics digitally and I'm reading them someplace. Get over yourself, Amazon. You suck. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> but I like Whole Foods. But I hate Amazon. <laughs> and I like getting free packages two days after I order them. Yeah. But I hate Amazon. Comixology was a great site mm-hmm. for a while. And then when Amazon got up in there and really redid stuff, quote unquote, they just rated number one it. worst user experience by com- by First Issue Club. Yes. <laughs> Hang hang your head on that. Be S- proud. Substack was going to be up there, and then they just like figured it out. They figured it out. They <laughs> really turned it around. It was like, holy shit, this place is awesome. Yep. Now they get it. So um, it's what's the most astonishing thing is the quick turnaround I had on Substack <laughs> as soon as the app dropped. I like it took twenty four hours for you. Yeah, it was like, oh shit. Okay, they figured it out. Turns We're good. out, all Greg needs is an app. As long as I have a good interface. I'm good. Yeah. I wish it was free. Mm-hmm. I wish all the cool stuff was free, but I kind of get it, but I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> What's something you famously hate? Something I famously hate. That's like not very logical. Like I knew you used to not be quite the biggest fan of um, vegetable or fruit. Sure. Yeah. Now you, that's all you eat. So that's not true anymore. <laughs> Um, so what's something of like that you absurdly just don't like that, that Greg doesn't love? I hate 
Traffic jams? Okay. I hate. Now let me tell you about this. Oh, okay. What there's an app called Waze. Yeah, <laughs> called Waze <laughs> tells you where traffic jams are. Now you like traffic jams. Yeah. I'm a pretty rosy person. I try you to find are. the good in most things. Yeah, yeah. You definitely are one of my optimist friends. Yo. Optometrist friends. Yep. I got good eyes and a good <laughs> attitude. Okay. We had three books because we couldn't fit them in on all one episode. If you uh, need a reminder, just a little uh, plug, a little, this is a part two. <laughs> this is part two of the Big Beefy Boy First Issue Club first ever cliffhanger episode. <laughs> I love that we keep on naming it different things because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really doesn't. It's two potters. There was so many issues. We've done little things like remember we did um, SummerSlam. Oh, SummerSlam was so much fun. It was. We should bring back SummerSlam. That's back when we really gave a damn. <laughs> I think uh, we give a damn in a different way now. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about maybe having a votathon for uh, maybe the fourth. I'm reading some Star Wars like stuff, so stay tuned to that. Yeah, uh, we'll probably do like a poll on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, By votathon, I meant poll. Poll, and we'll do like which new trade do you want us to read, and we'll cover that for May the fourth as like a fun thing. Yep. So because there's a lot of new Star Wars books out there, and if you don't know, May the fourth is Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Um, should we get to our last book? Yes. So the last book is Breakout by Zach Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And who has done three books and uh, three major books. All three of them has been optioned. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Zach Kaplan has a predilection. He's, he's what we call <laughs> a hit maker. He is the DJ Khaled of comic books, apparently. He loves himself some IPs. <laughs> he is. And I don't mean IPAs. <laughs> Why do you think IP is shorthand for IPAs? <laughs> Indian Pales. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Breakout is about these group of kids who uh, live in this world where aliens have come to Earth. And they have... St- in the form of cubes. In the form of cubes. And the aliens have stolen youths. It's primarily youths. And continue to still still youths. Yeah, they're really snatching up them youths. And they these ragtag group of teens get together and say, you know what? Let's figure out a way to get up there and bring back our youths. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler at the end, they have like reverse engineered some of the alien tech. Mm-hmm. And the aliens may in fact be humans from a parallel universe. Exactly. There's a lot about this book that doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to matter because it felt like I was watching a movie. Yeah. And with Zach Kaplan's track record, mm-hmm. it will one day be a movie or, <laughs> or, tele- TV show. or television show. <laughs> so first, first issue's club opinion on this comic book doesn't mean anything. Is moot? Yes, because money is the one thing more important than first issue club's opinion. I I I enjoyed what this comic book was doing, and I eventually enjoyed when it got there. But with you, we talked we talked about it. The middle part just seemed kind of bogged down in its own well, history. Was this an image comic, or what was it published on? No, this was on something else. Okay. I can't remember what it was. Independent at the moment. doesn't matter. Not yeah. Marvel, not DC. If yeah. For those of you that don't, and, know. and it, it was an indie. Um. It 
had a really good concept that you could like write in a intro. And then there was a lot of setup in the middle that I was like, why did we need all of this? Yeah. Need all of that to get to the same place. Um, Cause like, I guess if you're writing a show run, like if you're writing a pilot episode that you want translated to television, you do need that dialogue. Um, but as a comic book, it was a little much. And uh, the concept was very, uh, quickly understood and downloaded. What publisher is it on? Dark Horse Comic Books. Uh, Dork House Comic Books. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. I, it's not bad. It's great. Dork, Dork House released this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dark, Dark Horse. You said Dork House. Dork House. <laughs> We're the Dork House. It's cool. Dork House Comics released this. Um, it's called Breakout. It'll be a breakout success. Yeah. When you when the movie eventually comes <laughs> out, come back to this episode and be like, these guys are fucking stupid. The other the so I mean the comic like you said, the comic book was enjoyable, even though there's a long read in the middle. I just was like, I don't know why this is here, but I do actually like it. Um one thing that was confusing to me is the Ocean's Eleven team, which you also referenced earlier, which is nice, mm-hmm. that um, the main character assembles to take on these giant cubes, like they're going to go um, infiltrate it from the um, inside, is a bunch of teens with like some focused experience. And I just don't <laughs> quite believe that they have the harnessed energy to take on alien technology. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. Just like the Goonies, these are all assembled teens with a hyper-specific uh, skill that each of them bring to the table. They essentially grabbed a metal shop worker who claims they're going to be able to cut through a titanium alloy because they are a skilled right. metal shop They worker. took two semesters of metal <laughs> shop in their high school, and uh, they think they got the gumption yeah. to cut right through it. Main character literally works on uh, remote-controlled cars with his father, who was an engineer. Don't worry. He was able to re-engineer the entire alien cube. Well, as they said in the comic book, he got into Carnegie Engineering College. Ah, uh, he did. apparently is a big to-do. Yeah. And so you were supposed to uh, assume I personally that, don't follow the coastal elite uh, <laughs> colleges. <laughs> well, now that you know, <laughs> Carnegie's the best one. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's smart. I buy it, I guess. But these teens going from the inside and blowing up big cube alien, when it becomes a television show, they're going to need to justify that a little bit more for yeah. me. For uh, me, for me, the they should just hire us to come on yeah. and, and act in it. We'll be one of the plucky teens. I believe that Zach like retweeted us or did something when we covered Port of Earth way back yonder in the early days of First Issue Club. Yeah. So Zach, as I know, you're still listening. Um, when you need help on this, um, going public to a television show and you're making lots of, (laughs) lots of money, um, we're here to help you. And you know, who's not going to help you? Dork House. Uh, (laughs) Dork House Publishing doesn't have your back. They just want the money, the points (laughs) on your comic book. First Issue Club, and I'll say this here so that everybody knows, quote me on it so you don't get sued. We have nothing to gain by helping Zach Kaplan make a famous television show. We have no deal with him. So when it happens, you will be surprised and it will be honest and genuine expression of our love for both Zach and comics. You heard it here first. We're not sellouts. We're just omnipotent. No, 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 no. We are not sellouts. 
Do you know, like... I'd love to be one. Do you know there's a bunch of, like, um, bands in the, like, 90s? Like, I think Pearl Jam was one of them, where they would, like, not take sync deals for lots of money because they were like, I don't want to be a sellout. What's a sync deal? Like, syncing up music to something to, like... Or, like, just a commercial, like a... It, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, and, like... Because they and then now everybody's like, wait, you, you selling out is how you like make money. Like, what, selling out's cool. Yeah, it's like what people do now to make money. To, yeah. To... There was a time and in, in place for not selling for being being poor was cool, um, but no longer. And uh, Zach Kaplan knows that better than anybody. I I really don't think being poor was cool. I think it was just what happened to most musicians, and so they just made it look cool. But really, those people were like, I would love some fucking money right about now. And I would have loved for them to have money, just like I do today. You have money today? No, I, I, I still love for them to have money. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you have money, I'd love I to I don't have, have money. All my money goes to comic books um, so that I can eventually sell them when Zach Kaplan's uh, comic books go public. Did you see... What Ezra Miller is up to, you know. Tell me what old the Ezra, Flash. What old Ezra? Is he up to. has gone fucking crazy. <laughs> Ezra Miller was recently arrested in, I believe, Hawaii, for breaking into a bar owner's house and threatening to kill his wife while they were asleep. Okay, what? Do you think the bar owner did deserve that? <laughs> Fair question. An even fairer question is what drugs was Ezra Miller on where he was just like, this is a good idea to do? But, but I mean, the, the Warner Brothers has to replace him now. Didn't this, right? push, didn't this push back the Flash movie? It did, yeah. Um, okay, hang on. Let me just play this out. I'm Warner Brothers, my main director for one of the biggest entities... In my movie franchise, breaks into a bar owner's house and threads to kill his wife. Do I keep him as a director still? I would survey says probably. I think he's gonna be fine. What? How can you? Uh, I would be. He didn't thrown do, in jail. He didn't do anything cancelable. He just did something that the law doesn't look fondly upon. So yeah, illegal. <laughs> That was a, a fluffed up way to say illegal. <laughs> how many how many days in jail did he spend? Oh, I don't know. Not enough. Well, I think he'll be fine. I think this will be good press for the movie, and he'll have a. <laughs> so this was a publicity stunt. I, if I'm yes again, let me put the hat on. If I'm Warner Brothers, and I say, hey director. You know what? Hey there, director. My name's Ezra Miller, and I just got drunk and broke into my Hawaiian friend's bar, and I killed him. That was fun. Didn't kill him. That's not how this one goes. Yeah, this true. one goes like... That was the remake. Yeah, what I want you to do is, for the publicity of this movie, because, you know, DC is not doing great. We have um, not had a bunch of hits, but the Batman or Batman could be great. Um if you wouldn't mind just roughing up a little bit somebody's house, no people, just, you know, property um, in Hawaii uh, and it's and tie it to alcohol, then that would do great numbers for us. Fuck that. Ezra Miller is a creep. Maybe uh, the bar guy was like, 
buying land in Hawaii and, and he got mad because it's like too many people are doing that. <laughs> I think we're getting way too into it. <laughs> um yeah. Anyway, I guess I hope the movie's great. I hope I You hope- think the you hope the flash is great? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Because who gives a shit? <laughs> it's it's destined to fail. Much I, like any DC property. I like speed. I like Formula One. <laughs> what a great way to end part two of the <laughs> mega jumbo, jumbo episode. I love doing part twos. This is cool because it like tied into the last one, but it also stood alone. It's a good format for comic books and comic book podcasts. Yeah. Everyone's going to mirror what we just did there was because two, it was so successful. Yeah. We went from lull to not enough comic books to too many comic books, so much so that we had to jam-pack them into two different episodes. We had to ham-fist it in this episode, yeah. I, I love part one, part two. This is our Alien Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any... What's your favorite sequel? Uh, Paddington 2. Great movie. That's a nice uh, Ukraine reference, the voice of Paddington. Yes. And the first issue club stands with Ukraine. Ooh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> well, we've made a lot of jokes, and that seemed like a joke. That one's not. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell with us sometimes. Yes, yeah, so like, we, we always uh, we sneak fucking... one in. It's like a pickle in a hamburger. <laughs> it seems like a joke, but it tastes damn good. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Thank you to Boulevard Beer for supporting the show. Uh, Space Camper IPA is delicious. You should go drink it if you're ever 21. If you want to hear more of us, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Club. We're also on all the major social media websites. Um, Planet Comic Con has, I believe, come and gone. Uh, Boulevardia is right around the corner. And we're still doing crazy stuff on the internet. Until next time. Be good to your mom. And kiss your dad. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.